next from Sportsnet, we have James Sharman, Brendan Dunlop, and Thomas Dobby. everyone. Thank you for coming out once again for a fifth Foodie Talks. Yeah, thanks everybody. And our thanks to the, uh, the previous panel, the TFC group, um, as usual. I'm sure you're all educated, enlightened now about Toronto FC. Uh, we'll try and avoid that now. Yeah. <laughs> avoid TFC? A little bit. Yeah. No, we'll open the, uh, anytime you want, ask questions, comments. It's, it's entirely up to you. Um, but, but just seeing the fifth footy talks and uh, the, the journalists and the reporters, the broadcasters, the anchors, and the wankers, <laughs> in this case. Um, it just shows I love how... You're, you're looking in my direction, <laughs> but you were trying to be coy by making eye contact. Uh, at some him. point, I'm going to mention the, the, the shoes, for okay. sure. Yeah, thanks for dressing up, guys. Yeah. That's yeah. really nice of you. Charming is rolled out of a... a you should see Caldwell. <laughs> Godwell looks like shit. Yeah, yeah, wait till you see him. Right. He's just come from the gym, the actually. Shoes. But just see, seeing how you know this this thing's evolved and how we keep finding people to come and talk about the sport shows how it's really grown in this market. Um, we, we know what TFC's done the last couple of years. We've seen the crowds. We've seen the TV numbers for for Premier League, for Champions League, for the World Cup coming up. It's going to be astronomical. The game is growing. So I think it's interesting having these two guys up here to start things off tonight. Um, two guys that were working specifically in the soccer media for, for a long time. Tom is a producer, B is, B is what we call talent. hate that word, by the way. It's an oxymoron. Especially really because work in, in his mind situation. it doesn't apply to me, right? So it really doesn't work. Yeah. But, but now they've, they've both <laughs> moved on to... Call it like it is. That's <laughs> why I can tolerate them. Uh, they've be both good. been lured over to the dark side, so to speak, to uh, mainstream sports. So, so Brendan hosts Sportsnet Central, uh, and Tom, he produces a show called The Tim and Sid Show, which you probably know about. Y maybe you've never seen it, though. It's not very popular. No. A no. couple of idiots, too. That's true. <laughs> but th th the fact is, though, that soccer in this market, w we know we have the, the hardcore fans like yourselves, and that's really important, but it is still a battle mm. um, getting content out there to the mainstream audience. And having these two guys right now, I think it's interesting to see just how difficult that is. Now, Tom, you're on Monday to Friday, Tim and Sid. You're covering the big stories in, in the world of sports, especially the big four. So hockey, baseball, basketball. Um, football. Football, that's the other. Yeah. American football. American, yeah. Fourth, it's it's four, our yeah. season right now. It's yeah. off season. Yeah. Guess but you won't be hosting anytime soon. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no interest. But when the, Jags, when the Jags <laughs> move to Wembley. You'd actually be surprised <laughs> how much Charmin knows about the other sports. Sorry to go off Not topic NFL, here. Not NFL, though. I, I fully Charmin admit my Charmin is like a diehard Leafs fan. This guy knows yeah. like the Leafs' fourth-line minutes. Andreas Janssen will tell you everything you need to know. It's actually shocking <laughs> how much he knows. He could probably host well, a Leafs I am shackled by my yeah. accent. You'd I'll be, be doing very real sports. If if I don't, don't, don't let anyone tell you you can't do what you really want to do. I mean, you want to do sit-downs. Isn't that a Spice Girls line? I don't know. Is that, is that also in your musical collection? It is, a matter of fact, yeah. Huh. Um, but as I was saying... <laughs> Getting soccer into the mainstream audience, um, Tim and Sid, for example. Yeah. You know, I, I've pitched ideas to you before. Sometimes you say yes, other times no. How hard is it for, for our sport to find a place Monday through Friday in, in that three-hour window for your show? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing how difficult it can be. Um, you know, our show's a little different because, you know, it's, it's a lot about the personalities, about the guys, and, you know, they're the names on the marquee, and, you know, oftentimes they want 20 minutes to talk with the Raptors, dissect the Raptors, losing again, which <laughs> they are tonight. Yeah, and they are tonight. It's, it's pretty bad. 109.93. Oh, Yikes. my God. <laughs> Update. So good thing you're here not watching that heartbreak. But, um, you know, it, it can be difficult. And, and, you know, something you said off the top, kind of without Dunlop and I were in that for a long time. And, you know, I, I love working in soccer day, day to day. You know, I love nothing more, and I think I'll do that again in my career, and I'd like to. But to be honest, when you kind of break it down, there's more opportunities to do other things. And I think that kind of, you know, says a lot that the game is wildly popular in this country in a lot of different places and different niches. TFC's helped that. And, you know, there are the hardcore, legit fans that know the game well. But I still think that it has a lot of work to do to break into that mainstream, as it were, in that in that regard. And, you know, the numbers you say are up. But the, the thing is, too, that the timing of the games, of the games being the afternoon for the Champions League and the Premier League, I mean, weekend mornings, I know that, Probably 95% of the people in this room love watching that weekend mornings, but convincing a significant other to let me have six hours to watch the games and the time, it's not, it's, it's not weeknight. So I think that kind of has a, a bit of a factor in it. Yeah. But, um, you know, to get on our show, honestly, I'll be completely honest with you. Sid's a big soccer fan. Tim is a soccer fan as well. I mean, he does appreciate the game, respects the game. And obviously, you know, being the producer of the show, I'm massively into it and try to get it going, but it has to be a really, really big story for us to to do it. You know, it's the Champions League semifinals this week, and with so much going on in the playoffs and all the other sports, and I mean, we weren't touching... You didn't have the highlights? We, we, weren't, we didn't even do the highlights. Oh, we wow. didn't even do the highlights, and that's kind of... You know, it's it's not an indictment this on week, the... This week, no highlights? No highlights. There's so much going on with the Raptors, with the Jets. I mean, what the hell are you? Well, you were off though, right? Yeah, a thirty-second highlight pack for Christ's sake. Thirty seconds. That's and all I, you need. Yeah, I mean, and, but the, the kind of thing is, it's like it's in that kind of in that setting. It's like if it bleeds, it leads. Like Italy getting bounced from the World Cup, and that happened. Send a rash, And that He's happened. There. That happened on a Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon, whatever it was, the second leg, and it happened about twenty minutes before we went on air, and that gave. Sid the opportunity to go on a big rant, shocker, about Italian soccer. And that was one of our most popular segments we've done all year. I mean, it really hit. It went out as soon as we put it out. People were, everyone, people for weeks would say, oh, I love what Sid did on that. And it's, it's kind of sad that it has to be, you know, a story like that where it can't be, oh, great champions, like 7-6 or whatever it is on, on aggregate to make it. So I think it still has uh, some work to do to kind of get in, in there, but hopefully we can help and, and people, the more people respond to it, the more people clamor for it, that the more it'll get out there, you know what I mean? And that's a show that is uh, almost magazine in the way it's put together. You know, you, you can jump aboard different angles, it can Absolutely, be very yeah. unique. If you want to take Wh whereas Brendan's show is very formulaic. It, it's, it's the traditional highlight show yeah. every night. Yeah. And I know for you, I mean, you'd love to do a lot more football. I, I know that when I see you standing in front of the big screen, with a logo behind you, you push for that. Yeah. That doesn't just come. Yeah. I mean, how hard <laughs> is it for you to uh, you know, push our agenda in that show? Yeah, it, it can be quite difficult. Also, what the timing works against it in the sense of my show being the night show, which you also see in the morning. If Everton beat Liverpool in the Merseyside Derby at 7.30 a.m. on a Saturday, right? Hey, there's one. <laughs> 
if that uh, if that if that happens, then my producer is probably a bit reluctant to give it lots of time on a Saturday night show that's going to run predominantly Sunday morning. So I find that to certainly be a challenge. But uh, for the most part, there's there's a lot of people that, uh, much like with you know Sid working with you, they understand that uh, you can bring something out in the story that maybe somebody else wouldn't or tell the story a little bit of a different way. So I've had it really good in uh, working Saturdays and Sundays. I'm always pushing to get more in there. If my producer says you can have two highlight packs, I say, well, what if you just show this one play and get the third in? Or Ronaldo did this today, just play the replay twice, we'll get that in. So I find that they're, they're pretty receptive to getting more and more. But it, it all comes to the, to the reaction. If you're clamoring for it, if you're tweeting mm. uh, about it, if you're liking all the soccer tweets from Molinaro or at Sportsnet or whoever it is, um, then that that goes a such a long way. Back in the day, we used to they, we would write emails or or letters, <laughs> feedback, <laughs> feedback at thescore.ca. At the yes. And now get it's that Dunlop guy off air, please. Yeah, that <laughs> was the main <laughs> one. <laughs> Who the hell is that uh, fake Portuguese-looking guy? <laughs> that was uh, the main uh, one. Yeah. Half, not fake, <laughs> half Portuguese. No, but I will say that I I think that Toronto FC's success of late has helped as well. I mean, I think that. Uh, you know, for so long it was, you know, a 30-second highlight pack on Saturday night of TFC Montreal and Vancouver. And, you know, that for, for a large part, that maybe is still the case. But Toronto FC's success and, you know, the impact of their their run to the final twice in a row, now the CONCAP Champions League. And to give credit to the other network, the three-letter that the guys will be the up here letter. after. I mean, they've done a phenomenal job of making that big. And when I say that, I mean, like, the World Juniors, they make that big, they make it theirs, and they own it, and it's their property, and you, th you feel like that tournament is massive, even though it's a bunch of 17-year-old kids that you've never heard of. And nobody in really Finland is watching. Nobody no, in Finland. But they make it massive, and I, you give them credit. And for TSN, I feel like they've done an awesome job with the coverage of the CONCAP Champions League and TFC, and to take it to that spot where well you feel it's like... Well, it's because they have nothing else to show. <laughs> well, that's probably true, but... What? All I can see is a Leafs hat <laughs> walking here. I don't know what he's speaking of. But, you know, when they make it feel big, and TFC has kind of crossed that into it where the numbers and the interest and the amount of people talking about Toronto seeing the coverage has helped the mainstream media pick up more on soccer in this country. And I think that uh, the next big thing is going to be that 2026 uh, tournament that if uh, one certain president of the states doesn't blow it there could mm. be a massive thing as well for uh, for making that even a, a bigger thing but it's not looking good right now is it no. <laughs> morocco has uh, gathered momentum shall we say and that's going to be well i don't well, know because there's no way you to pass yeah, an inspection when you would fail it when I first on observation when i first was seeing that i thought well, morocco no chance and you look it up and i'm like it's incredible how many World Cup ready stadiums they actually have. Mm -hmm. There's about eight to ten stadiums there that are above forty thousand and look way nicer than you'd expect. And I'm not trying to be snarky here, but you just think, oh, Morocco. And I, I looked it up and I was like, wow, they actually have the facilities to maybe pull this off. It was huh. a little disconcerting. World traveler Thomas Dobby wouldn't be that. Wikipedia traveler, yeah. Wouldn't yeah, be that, time, but yeah. wouldn't be that disappointed <laughs> with a Moroccan World Cup. Eh, ten games here. I'd rather go to Detroit. We can stay in Windsor again. We'll have a good time. Yes, yes. If you ever go to Detroit for a sporting event, be smart and stay, stay in, in Windsor. Windsor. Yeah. Hell yes, of a good we, time. Uh, that was go that was Gold it. Cup. What year was that? Two thousand and eleven. Twenty eleven. was uh, three of us and. A someone called Christian Jack. <laughs> yeah, a someone. Our first big road trip professionally. My only. That was my first travel. Was he your only one? First yeah. trip and my yeah. only one of the score, yeah. It was, it was fun. 
Remember Games you guys walked terrible. basically from the border to the to Ford Field. <laughs> you guys walked that through was, like Central Detroit great. for half an hour. And yeah, just it was. It, remember, it was, <laughs> it was like 90 degrees, and uh, you had to go back with the cameraman because yeah. he didn't have the form signed yeah, to get the equipment the across. What was it called? Yeah, so Dobby went back. And we we walked through Detroit on a what was a Tuesday, right? There was there was six people on the street. We walked through downtown Detroit all the way from the from the border. Uh, to to the stadium just Ford by field, following yeah. the skyline. It was epic. It was a good time. But it's funny because I mean, back in those days, the score would, would generally say yes to us on our requests, be it Gold Cup or a trip to England to cover some some interviews. Didn't or you like games. go cover some cricket in like Barbados? Barbados, like, 2005. They sent me over there. I had I, I knew someone who knew someone who had <laughs> an in send me, with yeah. the Barbados tourism board, and uh, yeah, they sent me over there for for a week <laughs> to do Detroit? some features. <laughs> And it was a lot of fun, and not one feature aired. <laughs> Free on trip the to Barbados, not one. Amazing. No one cared. Yeah. It was it it's was great. something else. No features were made across this trip. <laughs> I got very sick though, actually, in the end. Yeah, Did you? Very sick. I got strep throat. It was awful. Dreadful experience. <laughs> but but the score back in those days would say yeah 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 all the time to our requests. They're never too too uh, dramatic. And and now having having crossed over to you know Rogers and Sportsnet, uh, much like I'm sure TSN. Covering this sport, you do get used to the word no. And I'm not complaining, it's just the business. You know, you understand why they, they put their, their money in, in hockey and baseball because they bring in the big numbers, right? And, and we're not quite there just yet. Soccer, we're growing. We're going to evolve and, and get there eventually. But it can be frustrating. So you do get turned down a lot, but we're doing the best we can. And uh, I think in, in years to come, that'll be obvious. But that being said, you know, you're, you're seeing... Central, you're seeing Tim and Sid showing some big highlight packs and, and the big stories, generally negative stories. If it's a bad story, oh yeah. you'll get some exposure. If it's positive and nice, no chance. Yeah. So when Morocco wins the World Cup, three days of coverage on Central. Well, no, absolutely. It's the right? new lead. Yeah. And it also honestly yeah. depends on the time of year, right? The cycle. And I mean, li like I said, this week with Champions League, it's a little bit embarrassing. Oh, we didn't show the highlights of the semifinals, but it's like you've got a fan base in Winnipeg going through an amazing playoff run you've got the Raptors going you've got the Jays going you know there's a lot going on the World Cup I mean we'll probably be able to show a minute of highlights but we're going to cover that to the nines this summer because once the once the NBA finals are done once the Santa Cup playoffs are done I mean we're going to we're going to have you in almost every day honestly the I don't it's know if you know that we're going to have a meeting on air right here like it's only a three-hour <laughs> show yeah. so you know how you can nah, find 30 seconds of Champions League highlights I don't know no. But in, ju in June, when nothing's you hear this going crap, on, eh? like really, <laughs> it's, it's nonsense, isn't it? You can find it. <laughs> it's very upset. There's yeah. agendas at play here. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the World Cup, I mean, when nothing's going on, once the Stanley Cup and the NBA finals are done, I mean, summertime they come slinking over. Please, yeah. can you come on the show? Saudi Arabia, please? Russia, please, let's go. Can you, can you talk about something other than you know CFL drafts? Yeah, you, you better study <laughs> Saudi Arabia's right back. Let's yeah. go. I know. Who I is know. it? <laughs> you love your Saudi Arabian picks. So. Yes. <laughs> but but looking at the uh, the Premier League and the big story, I mean, a as a Premier League rights holder, that is without doubt the league that we cover the most for obvious reasons. We spend a lot of money covering Premier League, so you know people say we're, we're English centric, and we are 100 percent because that's the league that we show and we pay the money for. So not just because he's English. Well, no, I not mean, just. I got hired because of it, perhaps, but I got married because of it too. <laughs> it's a long story, and it's a fake <laughs> accent too. So yeah. <laughs> it's the best part. Where, where are but you from in Australia, by the way? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> hilarious. You've gotten that a few times. It, it never gets old. That's the best <laughs> part about that one. It never gets James, old. where are you from? 
but back to the you know the prem. So the, these shows will generally show Premier League stories. You know, be it a fifteen second news hit or, or highlights. But this year, it's been I think a fascinating Premier League season. So I'm curious as to what are the main stories this year in the Premier League and how they were covered. So so for me, the if you break down the four biggest stories this year in the Premier, League, it's all subjective. But one is Stoke. Did someone say Stoke? <laughs> <laughs> Massive story, Stoke. Yeah. Are you is, are you like a shareholder? Do you have a Bet Three Six Five account? That big Paul Lambert guy. Yeah. <laughs> eh? Hey, they they might just wow. do it, you know, this year. Are you related Odyssey to Ryan in Chakra? This okay. weekend's gonna be great, actually. They got if they beat Palace, and are it's all on Are we actually talking about nah. Stoke? Oh, you brought it up. I'm a sucker. On a Thursday night? I'm a sucker for the relegate. I love, I love How those How many games. Stoke stories have you covered quite, in Tennessee this year? Tom? Quite honestly. I mean, I'm kind of like that. But I'm a sucker for the, like, I can't wait for the Southampton-Swansea game in next Sheffield week. Sheffield United fan. Wow. Yeah, I love those games. Those games are tremendous. For me, the relegation scraps, the six-pointers, they're more fascinating to me than the Chelsea-Liverpool games at times. I love them. Yeah, I do. That's because when Sheffield United are in the Prem, that's yeah, usually the, the battle, battle you're in. Yeah. Exactly. Which yeah. I've come far too yeah. familiar to with Villa when, you're when the they were. Championship too. So when they were just uh, calm down. Here. Uh, maybe. God, I, I sure hope so. God, I sure <laughs> hope so. I'm very nervous. Do you think Villa's coming up in the playoffs? Because they're going to get Burrow. Fulham. Gonna get Burrow. Fulham are. Fulham have been on fire for about five months, and yeah. they are a point behind Cardiff. Cardiff for home to Reading on Sunday, and if they win, they go up automatic with Wolves. And the playoffs will be Fulham, Villa, looks like Middlesbrough, and uh, Derby. And Fulham have just been so good. So I think that they're going to be the huge favorites to come up. But Villa have, been, Villa have had a good year. Villa have had a really good year. They, uh, they're in fourth. I mean, they've got every shot. I think it would be Villa and Fulham in the final, to be honest. Be a great two. final. Yeah. Two great clubs. So now we're talking about sorry, the championship. championship. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Tangents. Wow. You know, yeah, it, it, it leads, it leads. Not on this <laughs> show, apparently. <laughs> Uh, you know, I know <laughs> it's, it's funny. You know what? I struggled to get in the in the show actually, which I was disappointed. I feel like I let down my Your hair, my mother's uh, home nation. No, uh, those shoes. No, I let down the motherland. I would never. Are you kidding the me? Hat. I'm not even allowed to to go this unshaven on the show, let alone wear these shoes in the show. Uh, no, the fact that um, the Portuguese national team of 2020 got promoted to the Premier League, I didn't get to cover that. Sorry, what? Hey, what are you talking about? Wolves. Wolves winning oh, promotion. Wolves, right, yes. Oh. Wolves. An ambitious club. Yeah. Everybody knows that it's George Mendez's money. Yeah. They've been past but they've been past fit. They, they look can really good. The they do have some nice players. They if you don't if you don't know and good I, side. I Jesus, this is going down an avenue I didn't expect. <laughs> you can leave anytime. All right. The bar is it there, right? Stokes the washrooms are back here. Whoever said Stokes <laughs> blew it. Like <laughs> Turkish League. I yeah, love Bursa Spor. Well, wait wait for our Trabzonspor update. Yeah, Bursa Spor. Let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> by the way, if, if, if Cardiff do get promoted, by the way, Junior Hoyler is back in the prem. Yeah, and Neil Warnock Scott too. Scott Arfield and Neil, Neil Warnock, a yeah. boy, yeah. 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 But as I was trying to say before, we were so rudely interrupted with the Stoke comment. <laughs> the, the biggest stories this year in the prem, right, for me, there's four of them, right? You got, you got Man City's record-breaking season, right? Fantastic. You got, um, you know, United and Jose's soap opera. Every week, there's something different. Is he breaking up with with Pogba? Yada yada yada. You have um, Mo Salah, and what a season he's having! Just, just incredible. Oh, a lot of Egyptians in the crowd. What can I say? Oh, you got some. Uh, there we go. And of course, you have um, Arsene Wenger retiring from Arsenal, but not from football. The clappers. Did, Did you watch the Europa League today, by the way? Arsenal, no. 
but but then the bit before see it, I was working. What happened? <laughs> they lost one nil. Yeah, Letico. For, for, for one, Cup. a big yeah. surprise. Letico shut them out at yeah. home in Europe, which never happens. And Koscielny's yeah. out for the World Cup. Koscielny did his Achilles. Yeah. He's out for the World Cup, likely. Yeah, but I mean, the the, the, the four big stories. How much time did you give those stories? And, and out of them. Obviously, you're showing highlights. If Man City's playing on a Wednesday, you'll show highlights. Obviously, in the weekend, you'll show highlights. But are you covering the Arsene Wenger story, which to me might be the biggest story in some ways um, as a news item? Or yeah. is that it just dismissed straight away? Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I I'd actually worked that day. It was midweek. It wasn't a Thursday or something. It was a Friday, maybe. Friday, okay, so yeah. so it was midweek. Were you an uh, update or something? But no, no, I was in doing show, the night. Yeah. I was doing the night show, the one a.m. show, and it actually it only had a, a mention. It was like what we call a, a vo. So you don't uh, you don't see the anchor. They don't set it up. Uh, it was just a news and note of 15, 20 seconds. And I'd said to the producer, I said, you know, this, it's kind of a big deal. Like probably deserves a on cam. Like well, in the other show that we had a a chat with you, you you or uh, Forrest. No recollection. They, they had. Uh, Someone from the soccer department had done a, a reaction to it. They'd done the on-cam then, and that also had been on earlier in the day. So my producer felt as though that we, as a news division, had it exhausted that story a bit, and come Saturday morning, which was a short show leading into games, that it was irrelevant. Or yeah, less relevant, I should say. Yeah, we, we covered it a little bit. I mean, it's funny because that <laughs> that's one that just traveled so much. Because honestly, we, we did our show from Jurassic Park last uh, playoffs. We would do did the pregame. We do our show from down there, and there was literally a Wenger out sign in Jurassic Park for a Raptors game one time. <laughs> we're, Tim and Sid were like, "What the hell is going on?" There's like a Wenger, and then we get into the game and we did hits from the perch, which is kind of overlooking the game. And in the bloody crowd in the Raptors game, there's a Wenger out sign. We're like, "This has gone that big." So like, you you know, you would comment when that happened, and then just the flyovers, this and that. So you know, it was a massive story with that going on, and then. You know, now it's like, oh, okay, well, he's actually leaving and, and whatnot. But, you know, again, it, it's kind of if it bleeds, it gets in, right? But it's like, oh, okay, we're stepping away. I mean, I think we covered it minutely, but not not as much as even the signs in Jurassic Park and the signs and the flyovers wherever, right? It was it was KJ in Jurassic Park holding the Wenger out sign. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's curious. I mean, the, the Wenger out narrative storyline yeah. became it became bigger than yeah, the actual that's it. story that's itself. What I'm that's what I'm talking because about. Because people yeah. knew what Wenger out was, but yeah. not what it meant. Yeah. You know, the, the political rallies in in Africa, I saw, and there's Wenger out signs. Like, Bloody get the guy a break. fans, eh? Jesus, I mean, Bloody I Arsenal he's, fans. He's been crap for ten years, <laughs> but come on, give and then him the, a break. Then then the love fest though. The turn the turnaround for me is just amazing because like that happens, and then. That just the love fest is happening, rightly so. I mean, I think that it should, but just, you know, there's probably people that have spit vitriol at him for five years, and now all of a sudden, it, with, you know, some levity, step back and like, oh, actually, that's pretty impressive they lasted that long. And it's funny, when that happened, I, I, I looked at the longest tenured managers in England, and there's literally was two in all of England in 92 teams in the top four divisions that have more than six years with one team. So for him to last almost 20, I mean, we might nev not ever see that again. I, I doubt we will. After no, Ferguson and now that, yeah. I mean, it really it's, it's is. Now. No matter what you think of him, it really is impressive what I, he did. Uh, hold on. I, I want to name the two guys because we don't do the quiz oh, I anymore. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I would say I Sean, no Sean Deitch. Uh, no, he, he's the longest tenured Premier League manager. Okay. But this is all of it. I couldn't remember. Okay. One of them I'll was like, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. Are there, are there any, um, there's some Arsenal fans here, right? All right. Sorry. So, so I'm curious. 
about this, this Sunday, what is the mood going to be like at the Emirates? It's his last home game ever as Arsenal manager. Will it be like polite or will it be emotional? I, I'm really curious. Respectful? Yes, and not like a, when, when Fergie retired, now they'd won the championship that year, right? It's a bit different, but that was an emotional uh, ceremony. You know, he spoke, you know, the fans are in tears. It was the end of something very special. I'm just curious how, how it's going to be at the Emirates. I, re- I agree, respectful, um, somewhat emotional with the long-term fans, but the younger fans, they've only seen relative failure from Arsenal, right? When, when Dad tells them about what they were and what they've become the last 10 years, it is, it's failure, as simple as that. So I, I wonder what it's going to be like on Sunday, and I hope it's a good farewell. It should be a good farewell. Right. Right, right. Great answer. And now when Dad talks, I ask him to shut up because he's embarrassing me. It's kind of similar too, right? Actually, yeah, I have met your pops. So dad, dad, your, yeah. your dad yep. and my dad that time. Ooh. I was like, oh, this is just, we've got to stop yeah. this meeting Christmas right now. party, my dad, his dad, <laughs> oh. getting into politics was too not a good much, scene. yeah. It was really... <laughs> I, I feel <laughs> like they'd be, <laughs> Who are they'd these be people? on opposite sides of things. I've never met your dad, but just from knowing yeah, Dobby's dad, who is way cooler than Dobby, by the way, miles better... Than Darby. Is he here, t- is to Steve here tonight? No, he's no, not. He's not. No. He's not? No. He usually would be, yeah. Is he, is he watching Blades TV? <laughs> I don't know what he's is doing. Is there a big rerun? We never got to your question of the, the big stories, though. What's yeah. the biggest one? Yeah. Right. That was where we, we were right. going. So, so, okay, so what, is, what is the biggest story this year for you in, in the English Premier League? Is it out of those four? Or is there something else that. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I mean, I think like the biggest story out of England, a combined story, I think being how much of a superstar Mo Salah has been in his return, obviously. But in Liverpool getting to the Champions League final, to me, the, f- the way that Man City crashed out of the Champions League and then the way it was so anticlimactic in which they won the Premier League, you know, in, in, a, in a what was a record season and what was absolute dominance, um, that seems to be the hot topic. I, it's, I, you know, I'm caught up in the moment, but uh, it feels as though Liverpool has more weight in that Well, it's funny because they, they won anticlimactic. When, when Leicester won in similar ways, there was a party in Jamie Vardy's kitchen. And it was amazing. It was, it was legendary. It so surreal and so yeah, unexpected. But I right? think the difference is, is that with Leicester, even though it, you, yeah. you could cut, if, if you step back with the gap they had and how well they played, I mean, it would seem obvious that they were going to win. But until it actually happened, you couldn't quite believe it. With Man City, I mean, it's been known since October they're going to win the league, but I think that's the biggest story just because the way they've done it and the records they're setting. I mean, they're setting records that may never be broken in the Premier League era. I mean, they're going to score 10 more goals maybe possibly than the previous high. They're going to win three more games. They're going to set a points record. I mean, all of these things that unless they can break themselves in the next year or two because they look that dominant, I mean – they have just set the bar so high for those teams chasing them that it really is an incredible season. And it's going to be tough to duplicate for them, but just the gap that they've put out over Man United, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, Liverpool is just so massive that it's going to be tough to recreate that season ever. It really is. And speaking with my two cohorts on Saturday, Craig Forrest and Danny Dicchio, who, who played against the great United teams, 
and the great Arsenal teams um, and in that era and with the records that they set. They, they say that now, you know, the game has come a long way since those days. And it's actually tougher now. I mean, there's, there's always been bad teams in the Premier League, always. There's bad this year. My God, there's, what, 10 teams worse Stoke. than Everton, for crying out loud, yeah. right? Yeah, Stoke, right? There's bad teams. But yeah. if you look at the top four or five, the maybe six teams, they're pretty good teams. Tot they really Tot are. Tot and and that I mean, was the case in Chelsea's going to miss the top four. And, I mean, they've had a bad run. But, like, they won the league last year. And they're still a very good team. And they had a, a bad lull. But, like, they're going to miss out on top four. I mean, Tottenham... Quietly, Tottenham lost Harry Kane for a huge strike. That's a great team right now. Liverpool are in the Champions League final. Man United, yeah, they've had a poor season. They're second in the league. Oh, they don't play great. That's a very good team on their day. I mean, there are some strong, strong teams, and Man City still won the league by 20 points. I mean, that says exactly what you need to say, how good they are. It's crazy. But they need Europe, right? I think for, for yeah, that, no, that they do. legacy to be and built. They and they need to win the league the next two seats. Sure. They're not even close to those Man United, Alex Ferguson teams. They're not even close. But you look at City, I mean, this summer's going to be nuts once again in the transfer window. Th there might not be another 200 million euro transfer, possibly. That likely won't happen, but you never know. But it's going to get crazy. Chelsea are going to spend again. They all spend. Pe Pep Chelsea's says, spend. Pep they all jokes. spend. Pep got to go jokes. Oh, maybe he'll spend a billion this year. <laughs> right? And he's, he's kidding, and, and they might. <laughs> but they probably don't need to. I, I think this City team is a team that's growing and evolving. Now, there's, yeah. there's certain weak links in there. You, you can certainly improve, and but the spending from a domestic thing, standpoint, the they're okay. The spending thing bothers me because people always harp on that, but I'm like, every, every one of them spends. They all do, and it's a, that's a boring narrative for me about City. And yes, they've taken it to a different level, but like recently, the last couple off-seasons, they're all spending the same amount of money. And honestly, it comes down to system, it comes down to the right players, and I heard an interesting thing on the Guardian pod a couple weeks ago, but like they said if you put if you reverse managers, Pep Guardiola managed Man United and Mourinho managed Man City, who would win the league? And most of them said that it would be Man United for the manager alone. And that really says what, what you need to know. And Mourinho is a great manager, but has it passed him? And like a 20-point gap and how different, though, how big that gap is between well, it's the teams. how they've spent too, right? My friend here is a Man United fan. I play footy with him. Jack, I'm interested in what you think. If you had Pep and, Ma and Man City had Mourinho, who do you think would win the league? Right? You think Man United would win the league with Pep? It's a great alone. question, though, isn't it? It really right? is. I, I, I don't points, know. 20 points for right. manager. Can right, but that? I still go man for man. That City team's far superior to I United. agree. I think it would be City because I was shocked when I heard that, but I was like, the fact that that's well, a conversation. But I think amazing. the other angle is Jose coaching Man City is not playing the same way Man sure. City play this year, right? They're not going to be as expansive. Sure. Um, Kevin De Bruyne would hate that system. <laughs> well, like, he, he did try. Um, he tried under uh, Jose Mourinho, yeah. right? Yeah. He'd be sent to Leverkusen. Or yeah. He tried there. Some but you look at David De Gea would flourish. <laughs> he would be, De Gea would be scoring goals. <laughs> he would just be great. Yeah, he probably would be scoring. But, yeah, it's, it's a great question. And I think this, the, the Prem, it gets criticized, and we love to batter English football for obvious reasons. But I, I think this year the top four or five clubs are pretty solid clubs. And you look at Europe right now. Every league's got the same kind of hierarchy, but they mm. might not have four or five clubs. There might be two or three clubs in a lot of these. Um, no, sorry, no, no, no. Yeah, I so, so I, I just think it's, it's a fascinating uh, thing to watch going forward, certainly for next year. I mean, next year, like I said, City won't take anyone by surprise. Yeah. Um, United are going to spend a lot of money. Um, this is the third year for Jose. Bit of history there. It is fascinating. I mean, to be honest, like when you look at it over the other European leagues, I mean, they have gotten a little bit stale. I mean, Juventus, Napoli gave him a great push this year, and then 
it looked like they were going to do it, and Juventus overturned that. Yeah, that, nah, they don't, though. It's Napoli four doesn't points have a three chance. games Are to go. Are you crazy? Juventus coming back, and then, yeah, but they're four points, and Napoli lost a few. I mean, you thought, oh, Italy maybe. So it's Juventus again. Germany, it's Bayern Munich since bloody September. France, it's PSG. I mean, Spain, okay, the, but Barcelona. That Spain is always interesting, but I mean, really, those other leagues. And it's not the year for Spain dull. too, right? And it's I know Real's in the final, dull. right? Barcelona clearly are the same in Barcelona, the right? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're changing. Iniesta's leaving now, right? That is the end of another era, as it was when Xavi left, right? I think, I think dominance is good to to an extent, but not when it becomes like, okay, again, this is the same thing. Like Germany, honestly, like the Bundesliga for me. If there's a title race, sure, I'll do it. But it's like. Firing up by 20 points in February. It's just dull. It's boring. You know, it's not, you're not interested. Mm -hmm. Anyway. I literally just got a text from someone in the audience who works with us who said, I came here to, to hear some Serie A. Is, that, is Emil here? Where's Emil? Yeah. I, I know. That, did you see that it was Emil or you just knew that? No, yeah. I saw your phone. But uh, when Dobby started talking about Napoli, and I love that you went to the Serie A first in that, in that regard. I, I don't know. It's funny. Like, when we were at the score and Serie A was obviously our thing, I did feel like it was more competitive. I don't think that was us just being immersed in it in the was moment. That when you've <laughs> yeah, you've but there was for still. There was, but there was more of a star power pull. Like, Ebro was there. The Milan team's um, struggles of late have really dented Set that league. Back. Let's yeah. be honest, last uh, five or six yeah. years, right? I, I think Serie A needs AC Milan to be strong. They need Inter Milan to be stronger than even they are this year. The Juventus doc on Netflix, though, is pretty, pretty strong. Pretty good. What's the doc on Netflix? You haven't seen the event? No. Yeah, it's just about I saw the first the episode. Wasn't that impressed? Good. It gets better? It's actually weird because the first episode was all in Italian with subtitles, and the second oh. one, third, they went to English. Like, like can, can What is it called? Adam Digby's Bianconeri? It's just called Juventus. Well, yeah, well can I say, good, actually, this yeah. will upset Juve fans, but how disappointed I am with Gigi Buffon. Oh, and, do and tell them. This, this retirement could have been something very special, right? From, from Italy, I know obviously they failed, but he retired from Italy for a while. And then Juve, you know, coming to the end of his career, it could have been something very special. It could have been a celebration of sorts. But it's been very unpalatable for me, you know, from, from of course, the, uh, the quarterfinal there, yeah. his reaction, what happened there, his comments post-match, his comments since then. It doesn't paint him in a good light. This is a guy that I love watching play. He's been one of the, if not the greatest goalkeeper of his generation. And it could have gone out a certain way, and it hasn't. I get I what you're saying. Really I get what you're saying, but I don't think it's one of those that taints him. It's not like going to be a Zidane moment or a like you know what I mean. I don't think that. I totally get what you're saying in the moment, but I feel like in a year or two, everyone. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because he, he said years ago, that "How do you think you'll go out when you retire?" And he said, "Oh, probably the same way Zidane went out." Joking. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, actually, uh, GG. You yeah, know, you're not too I, far I, off I, the, the I, truth I there. I think that's a bit of a stretch. I think they'll be revered. So I don't who, think it's... Who do they play the last match day of the season? Maybe he'll choke someone. They're home there. to Hellas Verona, actually. Oh. I looked it up the other day for some reason. Why? So go find Just because I was looking to see if... For a meal? I was looking to see if the title race was still alive, and I was like, no, it's not, because they got two easy wins on their last three. He was always big on that with the podcast. Like, it was always like, oh, oh, who are they playing Check in a couple of weeks? Oh, let me tell you. Boom. It's called Prep Dunlop. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it. It, it's uh, just, you know, there, there's so few iconic figures, you know, in the game, right, who have been around for so long, like Gigi Buffon, and who are going to be saying farewell. And I think they should be saying farewell the right way. J-Mo over there is probably, I can see a tear coming down his cheek That's all right. He'll say goodbye properly at the World Cup this... Uh, oh, yes, right. Forgot. But Sorry. Even that, you know, one he, dig he, at Italy He, he retired after the, uh, the failure, and then he came back for the friendly. Now, I know that the whole David Astori thing was part of it, but also trying to guide the new breed, but... Sometimes you've got to give the gloves over with Donnarumma, right? And, and he, he, he can't let go, it seems. And I think it's a shame. So he's Brett Favre of 
Sarko, is what you're <laughs> saying. Be, there's been no dick pics just yet, as no. far as I know, though. Good thing. Yes. No, wrangler, no wrangler gene ads. Yet. I don't know. Is there is there a is there is there a sun equivalent to rival Gazetta when it comes to scandals and that in Italy? I, I wouldn't know. I don't know. JMO, is there? Is there a rag? A rag in Italy? There is, yeah. So if if Gigi did expose himself on camera, they would surface in that rag. Just so we know. Okay. <laughs> Just so we know. All right. Uh, I have some take your kick questions. Oh, do you? Can oh, I get great. a couple take your kick questions? And down for really good ones, so too. The TSN guy's got to be clamoring to get up here and replace us idiots. So, so are these guys at this point. <laughs> yeah, a few of them. Well, I, thi I think I'll start with a couple that I think the crowd would like. Uh, this is catered to you two, obviously. So take your kick is uh, a show that we used to do on the footy show when we were on the radio or the podcast, and it was one day of the week where basically you just took the piss out of me the whole time, and I played horrible quiz master. Is it like this show? Question doing, doing yeah, that's exactly. Doing three fucking I jobs. noticed that you guys only make eye contact with each other. By the way, and you talk across me. It's actually really disgusting, but that's fine. Um, okay, here's the question. They cater to both of you. Both of you have entertaining Weird. answers. Uh, pick three players that you would have loved to have gone clubbing with when you were at that stage in your life. Any three Benfica players? Oh, geez. they seem to have a good time in Toronto. I remember one good story about Benfica. Part. I, I am wearing a Benfica hat. This is, this By the way, weren't we supposed to send the question we're going to ask? And that's just a random one. So. Yeah, well, I don't know. I felt like this conversation <laughs> was dying on the vine here, so I thought I'd breathe some life into it. For players. those that don't know Do you want about me to answer Benfica first story? while you think? Are you always criticizing just my questions, producer, man? Story. Okay. <laughs> just tell the Benfica okay, story so you know what I'm talking about. I really had no intention of telling the story. For those of you that don't <laughs> know. It's a good one. So Benfica's the best club in all of Portugal. Dunlop's favorite. My mother is Portuguese. I love Benfica. It's a Benfica hat he's got on. So back in the day before the International Champions Cup, which is a scam, Benfica used to come on a world tour and come to different places. And they were playing Panathinaikos in May. And uh, so I knew that they were going to a certain nightclub that I frequented. No, it was that one where those Peter Street... Uh, paper mache condos are now way back Wednesday. The there, it's uh, uh, no. Fez Boutique. Or no, or it uh, wasn't way back. It was a damn uh, Friday. It was before the match. Uh, anyway, I went there with my lady friend at the time, who uh, may she rest in peace, uh, <laughs> and uh, a friend of hers as well. And uh, Nuno Gomes was there. This guy named David Luiz was on the team. There was a couple other Benfica guys that were relevant at the time, uh, World Cup bound, I think. But this is May. So anyway. Here we are. Uh, I'm standing in front of Nuno Gomes, speaking my horrible, broken Portuguese. His heroes. With him. Heroes. And David, David Luiz. I think this is amazing. And Andre Almeida, someone else was there. Next thing I know, we're drinking in their booth. Like, oh, this is great. And I think this is because of me and my life. horrible Portuguese, right? What's that? Night of your life. It's great. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, seemed, it seemed amazing, incredible. Yeah. It seemed incredible. Yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, I realized it was just because David Luiz wanted to take my girlfriend and her friend back to the Sheraton. <laughs> Not just him, but the whole yeah, team. Yeah, so the whole, it was like story. the whole team. Yeah. Was like, yeah. Hotel, hotel? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, that was exactly it. Ah. There was an offer proffered, shall we say. <laughs> Dunlop then was just going to be left at the bar, and they were all going to go back to the hotel. Yeah. So that ruined, that's how she that died. ruined yeah, Dunlop's, that's yeah. But he's still a Benfica fan, apparently, so that's good. Yeah. So, so back well, to the, the, the question ahead, though. So three players that you would like to go clubbing with. Three Benfica players. During your clubbing years. Because they're over now, right? David yeah. Luiz. David Luiz, uh, Nuno Gomes, and one of the other players in Benfica at the time. Okay. Cesar <laughs> Feijotu. Great. Awesome. I'm good. Cesar Fishface. And you? Kevin um, Keegan? Shut up. Like, just, just shut up. 
I'm old, but not quite that old. It's an it's an open-ended Paul question. Paul Gascoigne. Paul Gascoigne okay. would be one. Gaza? Gaza would go. be fine, wouldn't he? Terry Butcher. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Gaza. Um, Bobby Moore. Matt Letizia, because <laughs> I, I look really good beside him. Okay. Um, I, think, I see him over the clubbing with like Graham Lasso. Robbie Fowler would be fun. Oh, Robbie Fowler. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Fowler, Gaza, and Letizia. <laughs> what? Okay. What did you what get up to in your younger days, Charles? Uh, not much, apparently. What not much, apparently. Yeah, okay, be dangerous. Uh, mine, surprise, surprise, Cristiano Ronaldo. Like you so wouldn't go clubbing lame. with Ronaldo. Are you crazy? Ah, Guy or girl, like you wouldn't up. go clubbing with Ronaldo. So lame. I'm sure it would still be a fun clubbing experience when I was single to go clubbing with Ronaldo. <laughs> I wouldn't go clubbing with Figo, no. Uh, Sergio Ramos. And then my third one, Thomas Rongan. Oh, that'd be a great one, yeah. yeah. So, so, it's, so it's three pretty boys in Rongan. That's right. All right. Yeah. Just so we got it straight. Yeah. Actually, Kev, Kevin, you should at some point um, invite Thomas Rongan up here for... Yes. Talks. That would be something pretty special. Yeah, he, yeah. If you don't know who T.R. is, he uh, used to be the analyst on our, on our Fox Soccer Report show. Um, he's still, is he on BN now? He's still on BN. On BN, yeah, he is. He's uh, quite the character. He's got character. quite a few stories, um, X-rayed, most of them, but he, he's outstanding. Perfect for a venue in a setting like this. Yeah. All right, moving on. Another TYK? Yeah, I can ask you another one, sure. Uh, bring it back to the World Cup since that's coming up. Sure. Okay. Uh, I actually don't know your opinion on this at all, so mm. I'm, I'm interested to hear it. Uh, what nation feels more pressure to perform very well? I don't want to say win, but perform exceptionally well at this England or World Cup. <laughs> no, uh, I was going to ask France or Belgium. Ah, that's a good question, actually. Yeah, it's <laughs> w- it's <laughs> no, finally! <laughs> he finally thinks I asked a good fucking question! <laughs> And he ruins it by doing the douchebag Ronaldo move. Like, what was that? I was worried about if I would get caught in the cords. Uh, I didn't want to do the spin and fall off the really, stage. It's actually a really good question. All right, Charms, your take then, while he formulates his answer. Uh, his long I, I still France, isn't it? I mean, listen, Belgium, uh, are a smaller nation. Yes, they should do better than they've done so far. Wonderful team. Might be considered, I think, unfairly a dark horse. They're not a contender just yet, but a very good team. But um, France is still France, right? They're, they're so deep. This is a, a golden generation or so you keep being told. Now's the time to front up. Not quite sure about the gaffer, um, whether he, he's got it, Deschamps. Um, he's proven perhaps in qualifying he doesn't. But the quality is there. But now they've lost Lauren Koscielny. Oh, no. <laughs> Whatever will they do, Samuel Umtiti and Rafa Varane, potentially? That's very xenophobic. Right? Who else is there? Well, when, when, when someone gets hurt, they, they might be needing some experience in there, right? Oh. But still, I, I think France had the pressure for sure because it's France. They always have more pressure yeah. than Belgium. Maybe next time around. I just feel like Belgium are getting into that window now where it's like the last couple of tournaments they've been the sexy pick, and now it's like the expectation is there, and the qualifying was so good, and the big players are playing so well, and you know De Bruyne and Hazard, they're now superstars, and they've got such an easy group with England. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it should walk over. So yeah, I actually, I actually think that Belgium might be. Might be under a bit more pressure. I think globally they have to though, deliver no. I mean, this time. Not globally. I mean, listen, we, we, no, we follow yeah, it. We understand yeah, back right. home. But yeah. globally, it's France. I, yeah, and yeah. They, I mean, they've made finals. It's actually a good question. Because of what happened at home in 2016, I think France feels more pressure. A- any questions or comments from the audience uh, about anything football related? Or are you all just ordering beer back there? What about Poland? Well, Lewandowski's due for a good game, isn't he? How about those Mets? Lewandowski's due for a good game. Yeah. 
because I don't know where he was this week. And I'm sure, sorry, Bayern Munich fans, I'm not sure if Joshua is still here, but my God. I mean, they, they probably should have progressed. They didn't, but yeah. he obviously scored a nice goal there. But, I mean, man, he, he, in the two legs, he, he wasn't what he's been. He is arguably the top center forward in world football. Can so I, you, th- you still think you, you think he still is? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can I give you guys my, my take your kiss yes, just please, because yeah. I worked so hard on it? It was a great question. I don't <laughs> know, we probably don't have much time, but I actually thought about this one. Kevin will kick us off when the time is right. And this We've got, uh, we got four minutes left. This would be a good one for the audience, maybe, too, if a couple of people want to pipe in. But I kind of was thinking about... Liverpool season and, and comparing it to Man United somewhat. I, it wasn't specifically those two teams, but I threw this out to these guys and I was wondering your opinion and everyone else's, but if you're a fan of a Premier League team, and it doesn't have to be the Premier League necessarily, but I'll give the example in that case, would you rather be Team A who wins, gets to the Champions League final and loses, so say Liverpool, so you get to the Champions League Not final so and you lose, okay, just, just say, get to the Champions League final but you lose, you finish fifth in the Premier League, and you lose in both domestic cups before the semis. That's Team A. And Team B, you go out in the round of 16 in the Champions League, as Man United did, finish second in the Premier League, as Man United should, and you win the FA Cup or the League Cup. Man United's in the FA Cup final. Which one would you rather be? I'll give it again. Lose in the Champions League final, finish fifth in the Premier League, so you're not in the Champions League next year, and you lose in both domestic cups before the semis. Or scenario B, you go out in the Champions League round of 16, you finish second in the Premier League, and you either win the FA or the League yeah, Cup. Yeah, if you ask me before the, the Champions League final, I say that because yeah. I want hope. Yeah. And still to so have that. So maybe you don't know that you lose the final. Right, right. In so the we're in the final. So essentially, Liverpool it. are in the final, but they're finishing fifth. Yes. Right? I, I take that just because the hope is there. And I don't care if you fail to qualify. If you win it, you qualify anyway. But you're on Champions that stage. League, right? And just. I mean, we saw it before with Wigan when they won the FA Cup and they, yeah. were, they went down the same year. And you ask 90% of their fans and they'll say, man, we had that day. And now from a business standpoint for the club, maybe it's it wasn't shocking. ideal, you go down, but we had that day that we'll never forget with that, that chance to win a trophy at Wembley in that occasion. And now they've just pulled themselves well, back in the league Connor, one, by the way. I thought, yeah, it was Bur- right. I thought it was Birmingham, actually, that were in the final. Anyways, there's been a few that have yeah. gotten to finals and went I, I down. I think for, for it depends what club you are, what your ambitions are. For, for a Wigan, for example, man, the chance to win the FA Cup, man, yeah. I mean, you could be going down any year. To Simple do as that, right? But they've just pulled themselves out of League One this season, right? So, right, yeah. right. I mean, they went down twice. Sunderland's now going down to League One after just getting right. relegated two years in a row. So, I mean. I know it's difficult to come back it up, but it's all perspective and, yeah. and what you are as a club, you know. Liverpool, talking about that compared to a Wigan, it's a very different beast very entirely, different, right? Yeah. I, I just know, I mean, I've, s- I've been grateful that I've supported a team that's had a number of days in the sun, but having that day in the sun, as we will in Kiev, is something that you can't really trade it's in for anything. It's a lot of fun for him, yeah. Would you, is there any scenario in which you would go to Kiev? If <laughs> my work sends me. <laughs> if your work sends you. Trip to Barbados? Uh, yeah, well. Kiev to Barbados, yeah. I, I can be bored quite easily. I've got no problem with that. <laughs> yes. It's a great question, actually, isn't it? I think, I, I, know, I think that Real Madrid's going to be remembered way more for winning Absolutely. four to five and three in a row than Barcelona Absolutely. being undefeated. Remember, remember two in a row was, um, was unheard of? Two in a row? To do three in a row? Especially an average team. Juventus. It was unheard of to win two in a row, though. Like I literally... The first I've done it. I don't know yeah. if you guys remember this. I think I brought up with the pod. But I literally made a bet with a friend 
from my soccer team. It was when Mourinho was at Real Madrid. Not this guy? Not this guy. Another guy, Benny. I made a bet with him. It was like two, 100 or 200 bucks, and I said, Real Madrid are going to – he said, Real Madrid won't win a Champions League in the next four years under Mourinho. And I bet him 100 bucks, and they didn't win it. Didn't, so I paid, him, I paid him off, and now literally the next season they won it, and now they've got a chance for four out of five since. It's Crazy. incredible. They've done it. They're a, they're a cup team, aren't they? Because they are, yeah. And they don't league wise, get done, yeah. They're not great. Defensively, they're very, very average. It's going to be a great final. I think Liverpool, I think it'll be a great final. Uh, Liverpool over one leg is much better than playing them over two. I think they yeah. got a real shot. Five-four yeah. game either way. If, right. if Liverpool Hopefully. scores in the first half, and if it isn't level after at the hour mark, I think Liverpool has a real chance. Mm-hmm. But Real It'll be winning. interesting, and that's why they play the games. Join us at the rec room. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> All right, I think we're out of time, guys. Yeah, um, thank you so much for this. I enjoyed you. it. We all enjoyed it. My apologies for my, uh, my two cohorts here. And uh, we hope to see you again uh, in the very near future. All right, cheers.